This is TV Podcast Industries with our 500th episode of TV Podcast Industries. Oh my god, have we been around that long? Yeah, I'm knackered. <laughs> I oh. am one of your hosts, Derek. Hello, yes, fellow uh, podcasters and listeners. Um, I'm one of your other hosts, John. And rounding out this trio of amazing people, I'm Chris. Excellent. You kind of stumbled over what to call people. Yeah, I didn't know. Because industrialist doesn't sound right to me. I've still not quite kind of got that. <laughs> Plus, I'm likely to kind of pass out as well because um, I've been varnishing most of the day. Mm-hmm. So quite a lot of uh, VOCs have probably traveled up my nose. Um, so I'm a little lightheaded, uh, a little fuzzy, which has actually been complimented quite nicely by the glass of white wine that I'm drinking for this 500 celebration plus uh, pub quiz, which will be interactive and should be great. And if not, it'll be a complete disaster and we'll have to do it old school. I'm really hoping you're going to pass out. That's going to be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What was this? (laughs) Exactly. Excellent. Well, you know, we are here as a big celebration. We are going live on Zoom with this particular podcast. podcast i guess we're still going to call it even though we're live here in video we have some wonderful members of our uh, of our family of uh, of listeners that are out there have joined us for our podcast this time uh, we are going to be doing a we are going to be doing a uh, pub quiz as john mentioned but we're going to have a quick chat about kind of where it all began i suppose uh, before we go into the pub quiz one of the things that probably the most important to us from the beginning of the podcast weirdly is new york city i know that sounds really odd to a lot of our listeners but if you think back to most of the shows that we've covered over the years, we started off with Gotham, which is a show set in New York or based in New York City. Um, and every other show that we covered for the first five of them, I think, maybe even six or seven, were all based in New York. All of the Defenders shows uh, with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, and the Defenders. I got it right first time. Um, they were all based in New York. Uh, and also myself and John. After our first year of podcast, I think seven months into podcasting, we went over to New York Comic Con for the first ever time to go and yeah. see the crazy Comic Con experience in New York. Which was really weird mm-hmm. because whilst we were there, like we we uh, chanced our arm, um, I think Derek sent uh, an email off and we ended off interviewing, um, it was the Penguin, Jim Gordon from Gotham. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, it was... Who was I? I was sat yeah. with um, the yeah. guy who wrote Batman, basically, and then yeah. Soup uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even da- remember. David S. Goyer? Yeah, yeah, David yeah. S. Goyer. I was yeah, like, was really cool. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we were doing those first first Red Table interviews. We were sitting uh, beside a person from the New York Times as well, which was like, <laughs> hi, we're a podcast from Ireland. Uh, yeah. He's come over to, uh, to chat about Gotham with people that we've never met. Uh, Donald Logue there, who's been surrounded because he was quite a popular actor at the time. And we were sitting there opposite this guy after watching two episodes of, uh, of Gotham. Is it, is it impersonator syndrome or something? It was oh, yeah. kind of like... Imposter uh, syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Big time. Big like time. the people <laughs> with big you know, video cameras and stuff. And I kind of had a dictaphone shoved on the table <laughs> sort of with a tape going round and kind of pen and paper. Can I use the she said joke here or not? <laughs> no, okay, I anyway. think so. Well, you're drinking. Come on. At this point, everything is I know, open. I know. As producer of the podcast, 500 podcasts, and I've told the guys I've never been allowed to drink before so they're allowed to drink tonight for the first time in five <laughs> years six years uh chris you also have a connection with uh with new york because you uh you recorded about mm, six or seven episodes of our podcast oh, God, from yeah. an apartment in new york is that right yeah so i worked so i was doing my day job and i had to move to new york for what was it six weeks seven weeks 
think that. Yeah. And yeah, I literally had, I was on 15th Street and uh, down in Manhattan. And yeah, that was not fun. We had a fire alarm. (laughs) That was brilliant. uh, that we had the fire. We had. You had a lot of fire trucks racing past, didn't you? Yeah, as well, because there was literally a station. Like I only found out closer. I remember telling you guys because I went for a walk. Because I I arrived on a Monday, and I worked for the week, and we did our first podcast. I think it was Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday I did my first ever. I'm gonna go explore. I'm not a tourist, but let's go see what's in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. <laughs> Especially in Ireland. Ireland is small. Mm-hmm. It's like you're fine. You can walk everywhere. Walking in New York, can't. Well, no. you can walk for a long time. I think uh, Steve Wright used to say everywhere is walking distance if you have the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like um, that. that but, <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah, uh, no. But Chris, you didn't even get, you didn't even see Matt Murdock, did you? You didn't no. find one of the defenders, like no. our roving reporter <laughs> in, in New York. Useless. And nothing. Although I was very impressed that we did have the fire alarm while we were recording uh, fire. It was a fire alarm, fire drill while we were <laughs> it recording was a fire the podcast. alarm. And then we thought it was an actual fire because <laughs> yeah. then I had to go stop us. That's right. Because I had to go out and I had to open the door for the, I don't know who, I had to let someone in. I don't, they weren't the, it wasn't the actual fire department. Mm-hmm. It was someone else. FBI probably, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, shit, there's an Irish man here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also so in Chris's previous um, apartment before where he, well place where he used to live. Then there were a lot of horse and carriages. Uh, mm. I know this isn't 18th century Dublin. It is. Um, it's just the kind of tourist horse and carriages, yeah. and also then I suppose the uh, horse and carriages. When I say carriage. It could just be a flatback truck yes. yep. on yep. the back being pulled by horses, but mm-hmm. they are, are coming from the uh, sort of one of the local estates somewhere. So you would kind of hear a, a volley of swear words, and then sort of the the rhythmic clip clop of the horses. <laughs> it wasn't um, even the rhythmic clip clop. I'm pretty sure the horses were swearing alongside them. <laughs> like, was, Probably, so yeah. I lived in between Dublin city centre, like mm-hmm. Stevens Green, where they would basically pick up all the tourists and the Guinness storehouse and the literally I was in the thoroughfare so they oh, yes. just travel right past so it we were in summers like this and tiny tiny apartment uh, well it wasn't even tiny it was it was still two beds but the good. room I was recording in was quite small yeah and I was like stuck up I was constantly standing because I had the mic and I had the laptop on top of a chest of drawers mm-hmm and I was right That's beside right. the window. And the window opened like this. And yes. that was the only way. So, <laughs> you, yeah. And yeah, in about 100 episodes, I never got convinced you to close the window while you no. were recording, Chris. I don't know how that oh, works. Oh, your early, your early producer days, you know? <laughs> yeah. You were learning. When you didn't listen to me, basically. Yeah. Those, no, that's it. those burly men, though, really did love their horses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, like, I listen to other podcasts where they have their outtakes and they have sections where they're talking about things that are going by. And it's always like, oh, the ambulance or the, you know, the police are outside or whatever. And for us, it was the clip-clop of the horse-drawn Yeah, it doesn't help with the stereotypes by. of Ireland. No. Stereotypes, stereotypes of Ireland. No, it really is. It's doesn't. just like, yeah, we're green fields and horses. Yeah, <laughs> big garbages, as you know, there's a pot of gold going by. And you're like, no, no, sorry. It's just there's travelers. You know, gypsies. you are continuing uh, the ability that you have of not being able to do accents, even no. your own, which is very impressive. Chris. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, and we should say Chris Will has been banned from singing. Mm. Um, absolutely. 
I, I, I see the look on Bob's face uh, of, of pure <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> but, uh, well, okay, Chris, you can sing, but only on mute. There you go. Yeah, that that yeah. works. Okay. Yeah, exactly. This is what Bob paid the ticket for, is the concert from Chris. We even have a music <laughs> round, you know? Um, we are going to go into uh, into the first round of the poll quiz in a moment, but um, we do have some very wonderful messages uh, from some of our wonderful listeners, some of our friends that we've met over the years. Uh, our first message is from Andrew Sellen, who played Mr. Penn and the Ventriloquists on Gotham. Hey there, Gotham fans. This is Andrew Sellen, better known to you as Mr. Penn, the Ventriloquist, and Scarface. We hope you'll join us in congratulating Derek... John, and TV Podcast Industries on their 500th episode. Well done, gents. Congratulations, you lugs! Huge thank you to Andrew Sellen for sending that into us. I love that he's uh, that he's able to do that uh, that Scarface voice so quickly. Uh, Definitely. When he, when he talks, it's great. I, I interviewed him uh, towards the end of the run of Gotham. I did two interviews with him, which both ran over an hour when they were released and we talked for almost four hours uh, over the course of that time with him. He was great fun to talk to. And he is one of the few guys that can carry off wearing nappies. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in one of the episodes, uh, he he really did um, carry that off pretty well. Like he was, yeah, he was a great character. Loved him uh, on Gotham. Uh, and he just, I suppose that's it. You just get some really... Uh, the the generosity from uh, the cast especially of of gotham mm-hmm. um like we you know we've been to a number of conventions in in the uk which is where we met claire uh originally mm-hmm. um the first one was in blackpool uh it was called the norbreck hotel or otherwise known as her majesty's prison norbreck <laughs> Where there was an overriding smell of disinfectant, um, and other things. Uh, there was a shopping trolley in the drained swamp out front, and I think it, there was a heavy downpour, and all those kind of polystyrene uh, roof tiles started falling in, and they were, the 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 poor receptionists were were putting buckets to ca- capture it all. And all I can think of was all these Americans that had come over, going, "What the absolute." Well, <laughs> have we? Where have we landed? Um, and uh, yeah, that was just. I just yeah, the disinfectant smell was like really bad. But uh, that was kind of where I suppose just kicked off. Where then, like you know, Dave, it was David Mazous, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Pertwee, um, at uh, down in London. Then we managed to speak with with Robin um, and. Uh, Corey Michael Smith. That's so like just Cal, yeah. they were just really really good um, with their time. I think the the cast from Gotham Absolutely. really really good. Absolutely. Have we told the story about New York Comic Con to close out our New York section? Have we told the story about New York Comic Con when we met uh, Sean Pertwee across the table after doing our interview with him? He came around the table afterwards and said, "I've heard your podcast, guys. Contact my agent and get me on board for an interview." And we were sitting there going, "We've done seven episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Most of them talking about Batman comics." Some of the like the first two episodes of the show, and then we for some reason decided to go along with the UK broadcast of Gotham, um, which meant that we were broadcasting six months behind the US. So their podcast kind of disappeared for six months, yeah, without the occasional kind of ten minute update going. We think it's coming soon, um, and then eventually we got John Pertwee on, and for our uh, for our ooh, gosh fortieth episode or something of Gotham, yeah, absolutely, we yeah. talked about all sorts, certainly yeah. Doctor Who as well as Gotham absolutely. and T. 
as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he he was really good. And then like he he always remembered when we saw him at the convention. Yeah. So really good chap. Like I remember him being quite nervous actually on that interview, but um, because I don't think he that that kind of level of fandom because Gotham really had a very still does have mm-hmm. a very strong uh, fan base. It really does. You know, I was telling this to John earlier on, actually. I know, Chris, we're kind of excluding you here because it's uh, at the Gotham discussion. My apologies. But one of the things about um, about Gotham was it's, it broadcast to probably the biggest audience of all of the DC shows. Even to this day, most of the DC shows are on Warner Brothers uh, Network, the, the CW Network, that's the one. Um, and they have a much lower audience, whereas... Gotham had this massive audience out of the gate because it was coming off the back of the Christopher Nolan films. It had something like, I'm trying to remember it in my numbers now, it was something like 8 to 10 million people watched that first episode. And it dropped off afterwards, and it got a bad reputation as having dropped off that audience. But you couldn't keep that audience there weekly. What I think happened was it boiled down to the really exceptional fans, all the people that love Gotham, then kind of stayed with it. The actual audience didn't really drop off that much over the course of the next four seasons of the show and what we definitely found was the interaction with the audience at gotham has been fantastic over all that time they've always been people that we call our friends and always people that have been in in contact with us for that whole period of time so gotham while may not be the uh, highest quality of all of the shows that we covered definitely my favorite fandom of of, uh, absolutely i gotham was great uh, it had a really good vibe, and I think they got into uh, the swing. It was a really good, heady mix mm-hmm. of really dark and violent coupled with, you know, that Batman 66 vibe, like, you know, um, it, and some <laughs> just really crazy. It was almost like cartoon, uh, but in, in live action sometimes. And it was just really, uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also just mention, I have this evening worn um, a T-shirt that I got for our second trip to um, uh, New York Comic Con, Mm -hmm. which was when I was a medium. I'm probably now a large, so I'm probably (laughs) at some point will have some kind of like Incredible Hulk type event where it just rips (laughs) from my body. Uh, and I'll have to just turn the video off as I go and correct well, my. This is what uh, you get myself. if you join us live on Zoom. You may get an incredible Hulk <laughs> moment from John. Um, <laughs> well, <it's> yeah, <laughs> less muscles, less muscles. I reckon should have worn a vest, John. Yeah. Do you think? Serious question. Yes. Do you think Gotham could have got a few more seasons if it was on the DC app? So you know the way. DC so, See, yeah, the actual like. Look at now, say Harley. There's a lot of nodding heads there in in the audience, I say. And I I think it could. Yeah, Yeah, because I look at Harley Quinn, right? And that is one of the best animated shows at the moment. It is hilarious. It's violent. It's hilarious. If you don't mind language, it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. And, but it's the viewership numbers, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Like because they they don't release too many. They're doing a couple. I think when they did the first airing, I, I don't. I basically read something that it's like technically it's not a success if it was on standard TV, but because it was on streaming, it's huge. It's one of their biggest, and Absolutely. now it's being brought to street uh, standard TV. Yeah, yeah. So they're bringing it up. So I'm just like, actually, this is where you start seeing. Like YouTube, Rooster Teeth, like Rooster Teeth uh, in the in Austin has some of the higher figures than standard TV mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. So it's you get all these small kind of niche bits. Yeah. It just means you would have like Gotham 
in two rooms. Each episode was filmed in like three, would be filmed yeah. in like three rooms and not kind of like New York. I'm, I'm very, I'm very conscious when I have these kind of conversations. We've had them a couple of times in the past. And I'm sure uh, everybody would, would kind of agree with me. I'd love to have seen more of Gotham. I think they played an interesting game with Gotham because it was on Fox and under threat the whole time because it owned all the Batman characters. It was under threat from the minute it started out to we're going to cancel you guys and take those characters back and move them over into the Arrowverse, basically. Um, but it started out with getting an eight-episode order, I think, ten, sorry, 10-episode order, then got extended to 16-episode, and then 22 over the course of the first season. So while they were making it, they were being told, you need to come back in and write a few more episodes and knock them out there. <laughs> and it carried that path all the way to the end of its show, its final season, it was supposed to be 10 episodes and they got the other two episodes to make it up to the magic number of 100 episodes of their show. That tells you how much pressure must have been on all of that team to deliver yeah. the best show they could under yeah. ma- amazing amounts of pressure. I do think the DC Universe app being only available in the US is it really holds it back oh, yeah. because it can't have the massive numbers that a Netflix release has, for example. But what it also does is it makes 10 episode seasons of very high quality production. And I don't know whether that will last forever. You know, like, um, lots of great thoughts about Doom Patrol. It seems to be going really well. Titans mm-hmm. seems to be going really well. But I can't see either of those shows lasting five seasons at the budget level that they're at. It's not to do with their audience. I think they just might move to other shows featuring some of those characters and expand their worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm just not too sure whether they will continue to keep the shows on air forever. Because they have them, they may just go premium quality three, four, four seasons sure. and then yeah. shut them down kind of thing. So I think I, getting I think 100 that... episodes is massive for Gotham. I'd always love more because there's so many more stories to tell. But I think that was where we were kind of uh, where you would end with, with the show. loads of reasons behind the scenes with the Fox deal and the Disney deal and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's kind of what I would feel. Yeah. Titans will stay. Titan will keep going because it's on most of the other networks now. It's on yes. Netflix, yeah. Europe. And a few others. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol was put on Rooster Teeth of all things. Okay. And now they have a Rooster Teeth podcast in review mm-hmm. um, for Doom Patrol season two. Um, so I think that's going to Star Girl. I don't know if you guys have checked it out yet. I haven't seen it yet. First two episodes can't be quiche. Can't can be, can be quiche. I love it, Chris. Can't be Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay, it's my favorite kind of quiche. Yeah, um, it, I don't know. It might find an audience, but then I heard some things about it's on potentially going to CW. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I think. Oh, each- well, here's your tester, actually, Chris. I'll. I'll. We'll, we should close it out here so we can get into our pub yeah. quiz. But here's your tester, Swamp Thing. Did one Swamp season. Thing on, apparently has an opportunity to come back. Did one season on DC Universe and uh, it is not apparently. No, but back. someone picked up the rights but, recently. No, picked up the rights to re- to reshow it. Reshowed the first season on CW, and that was my uh, confusion. It's my fault, actually. You read my uh, terrible news story in our Facebook group over, over on Facebook.com slash TV Podcast Industries. Ah, uh, fake right. news, um, I put it in there. I ruined it. Everybody commented on it immediately going, did you not read the story? And I went, I did, and I still didn't make sense of it. But there you go. That's my fault, Chris. I'm sending you the fake news. Right. So right. we are going to go into our first round of our poke quiz. The people who are joining us in the uh, wonderful Zoom area have, a, have a, a form to fill out. But if you're just listening to the audio podcast, what we're going to do is release this podcast episode with just the questions, no answers. And you can send in your answers to us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. I always forget that. Yeah, account. and then basically what we'll do after each round, we will unmute our lovely uh 
sort of fellow defenders, Gothamites, you mm-hmm. name it. Uh, and we can all just have a, a chat. So the, the first round is a picture round. Mm-hmm. Um, it's primary. It's basically picture. Uh, and you should get a character from uh, one of the shows that we've covered. Yeah. So um, there, there is only a limited number of about a thousand cast members from the shows that we've done. Um, <laughs> so really it, it's really, easy, you know, yeah. it's nicely contained. Um, hopefully, and I've got a little clue as well. Yeah. We then also have a kind of a question, questions round and uh, a music round, which we were debating whether Chris would sing each theme tune. Um, but then we thought even his vocal cords couldn't quite stretch to sort of some some parts of that. Well, yeah. um, You're going to give a clue away to one of the ones that we have, but no, you can't, John. <laughs> so, in regular tradition... Let me share the screen yes, as well. Since I'm not allowed to say, can you give us the synopsis, John? John, can you give us the first round of the pub quiz for TV Podcast Industries' 500th episode? Yes, I will. I'm just making sure... Yes, sure. There you Absolutely. go. You got there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just making sure. No, sorry. I was busy sharing the screen, so I was trying to make sure I'd gotten the right screen. So let's see. That looks like the not answers round. That's good. Okay. Let's hope not. You know? So, right. Okay. Picture round. Question one. Do I jump or fly? Uh, and for those of you listening in, there's a picture of a whiskey glass and a uh, camera. Camera. An Olympus camera, in fact. Yeah. I feel seen. (laughs) I hope you're answering as well, Chris. Of course. (laughs) Question two. I believe in curses, monsters, and demons. There's a picture of tarot cards. Who am I? Hmm. I should fill the time while you're in between. I know. Just vamp (laughs) a little bit. You can... (laughs) What did we say, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Question three. I do like a cup of coffee, and there's a picture of a swear jar. Yes. Coffee. A swear jar that has been used on almost every episode since the first time we saw it. (laughs) And our sound effect is being used to split the music track. That's right, yeah. Um, Chianti, anyone? Um, it's a nice selection of cuts of of beef. Well, meat definitely. Oh, yes. meat! That looks like beef. No, you're it right. looks like That's beef. Like beef. Yeah. Raw and wriggling. <laughs> Question five: Engage. Who am I? Now that's probably the easiest, and we haven't covered half of those shows. That's true. Yep, the, we haven't covered any except only one, in fact, uh, and that. Tricorder is property of Starfleet in San Francisco. Yeah. The picture I got there is a little nuggety, but hey, sure. There we go. Yeah. It's only us that sees it. It's okay. It's okay. You guys don't mind. Question six. I'm inspired by the original Watchmen psycho killer Rorschach. Uh, And it is a picture of uh, a Rorschach drawing. Ink blot test. Ink ink blot test. That's it. Mm. Who am I? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I think that's actually the toughest one of this, I think so. to be honest. Well, this was the one that made us actually put in some uh, some uh, descriptions because I saw this <laughs> and I went, we didn't cover that movie. <laughs> so, so, TV show. Question seven. I really like my city. I mean, really, really like. And it is a picture of some very famous round uh, red lens 
specs. That go. makes it sound like something like just you know one of those blonde kind of ditzies. I really like my thirty. I like, like really <laughs> like you know. <laughs> no, that would be the other way around, Chris. That means I mean like really, like, <laughs> like, like really, seriously, <laughs> super serious. Question eight. Captain to the GCPD Copmobile, and it is a police badge. Mm-hmm. That should be easy for some. Yes, I would say that might be pretty easy. Question nine. I sing a song to my bathtub. Uh, yes, there is a wooden bath there, which you could imagine fills with hot piping water, uh, maybe a touch of bubble bath mm-hmm. uh, with someone sitting in it. One or even two people. Or two people, well, actually. It's actually the one person you're looking for, right? <laughs> I would actually quite like that bathtub because it's got a wine holder. Uh, yes, very important. On your, room, that's on quite your good. Yeah. <laughs> on your bathtub, yes. Final question. And right? then final question. Oh, what a flaming Bentley. Yes. <laughs> it is a picture of a flaming Bentley. Yeah. Um, not so, a gentleman named Bentley. Not a, no, it's a car. <laughs> the car at Bentley is on fire. Yes, and represents one character. Right? Yes, represents okay. a character. Okay. <laughs> you changed the round around to me. That's why I'm actually questioning some of the questions because originally it was the the show, wasn't it? Yeah. It's not the original one. So I'm I'm kind of working. I had to adapt that's quickly. Good. That's right. Excellent. So yeah, question ten. Oh, what a flaming Bentley with a flaming Bentley car. Excellent. So um, what we're going to go into uh, right now after the picture round number one, while I calculate the uh, the questions, we are going to just quickly go into a discussion of what's the favorite show we've covered. Chris, while I'm unmuting everybody, do you want to tell us your favorite show that we've covered since the beginning of uh, the 500 episodes? You can choose one that you were on as well. Thanks. I thought that might be good. <laughs> just, you know, just start there. Um, okay. I did send you the document beforehand, so... You did, you did, <laughs> but um, I, I am in the middle of a home renovation, and mm-hmm. I did not even look at it. Uh, for all of our listeners, you might as well know the inner workings. Majority of the time, I fill it in five minutes before we go live, mm-hmm. and I probably also only... I'm usually about 10 minutes late, so you can do the math there as well. Um, I'll go I'll go the simple one because it is for me that it's the start of this. Mm-hmm. Daredevil season one. There you go. Some of the... Okay, take it. It was our first iteration of what we would soon understand to be Netflix's closing minutes of a, an episode. Mm-hmm. How they strung us along and this is like ending on that such high. It was the our first visual kind of stylings of what the Marvel Netflix universe would be mm-hmm. would grow to become. Um it became a bit more I don't know, came a bit more stylized over time when we got Danny Rand and when we started getting a few others. But in the beginning it was great. Mm-hmm. And then and we got the Man in Black. Uh we got Matthew Murdoch um Oh, you are testing your uh oh. memory, Chris. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Um but that's your favorite, Daredevil. Yeah, your, it is, is Daredevil favorite. season yeah. one. Cool. It, it's because it, it was what kicked it off for us. Mm-hmm. Now, Excellent. like when I go into, you said specifically, what was my favorite TV show? Mm-hmm. So that is what I will say for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's for me. Still, it's one of the best, one of the few. Excellent. The Excellent. <laughs> Anybody else want to come in on their favorite TV show? And introduce yourself when you do. Yeah, it's an audio thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm Stuart. Sorry, um, I, I thought the Punisher season one of the Punisher was really good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the boys as well was really good actually. Oh, classic. Uh, over, uh, Fender, we're just doing Defenders things. You know. mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think Punisher kind of blew me away because I didn't expect what, <laughs> no uh, pun intended. No pun, lots of puns intended, of course. <laughs> um, I really actually liked what they did with the character. I think John Bernthal just killed it as as that character. I think he was so good. Look at me with all the puns. Uh, he, he really worked so well as uh, as Frank Castle and as as you know the the growing version of the Punisher threat. That first season was awesome. I think. The end of the second season is where I, yeah, my yeah. challenge comes from on, on the, <laughs> on the Punisher. Man, I don't know how like one yeah. final closing scene can ruin a whole season. <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect that to happen. I never expected that to happen. Yeah. But um, it's I've seen the first season probably four or five times. And once I finished the second season of the show, I didn't go back to the second season again, which the, is weird. But the show. first season was really, mm. really good. And it was just that nice link from... Uh, from Daredevil season two yeah. as well. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely. And on the boys, the boys are still yeah. fantastic. Quality. Absolutely. We were all set to go straight into season two mm-hmm. of the boys after once we finished uh, our current run and it was just like, oh, we've got to go till September. I guess we got till I, September. I, th- I think with the boys as well, it was just the sheer like irreverence of it and I suppose we just hadn't really kind of done anything like that on um, on our podcasts before, mm-hmm. um, because like Derek is a stickler for for no swearing, even though he's a potty mouth all the way, well, uh, you know, outside of the podcast, yeah. he's swearing left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the podcast, you know, to keep. Um, so we <laughs> weirdly we have a PG rating or whatever it is <laughs> on um on on Apple yeah. to, uh, on Apple podcasts and so to do that we have to kind of limit maybe a swear word to one an episode and if it's in context of the show that's what you were telling me once so I don't yeah. know something like that um but I just said no just I think it with the boys <laughs> it was difficult not to swear mm. because there's so much swearing involved in it but it's just so irreverent it's really I I loved the boys because uh, I hadn't read the comics at that point mm-hmm. as well so Did you um, finish them yet? Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah really I'm waiting for the collection of until they finish this new run they're doing a sequel in the comic books yes. it's going to be it's going to be good. Cool. Yeah. It's all about Wee Huey. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure you're fun. Uh, anybody else want to come in on favourite shows? Yeah, um, I'm Claire, and uh, my favourite author is the Go- Gotham Show. Um, that was for me 100 brilliant ep- episodes. Mm-hmm. But I also really liked your coverage of Good Omens as well, because um, being a big Terry Pratchett fan, mm-hmm. um, but never actually reading the Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett dual book but mm-hmm. i managed to squeeze it in before um the show actually came out oh, excellent. and um so i then i could watch the show and compare it and yeah. um it's got one of the best theme tunes ever as well absolutely <laughs> yes certainly does yeah it was a, certainly a childhood favorite book one of my best friends gave me that book for for my uh 10th birthday no must have been a bit older than that probably about 15th birthday uh, i'm trying to date myself there um but for my 15th birthday gave the, gave the book to me i loved it ever since i have the original copy that he gave me back then and when the show was coming out i was going oh please don't ruin neil gaiman book please don't do it but i think they did such a bang-up job i have to say if the the show i love the most that we've covered is good omens wow. Because I laughed, I just loved it. It was it's funny, 
it's short. It's six episodes, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, <laughs> which is really good. Like, I, th- I think for podcasting, it's really good. I know, like Gotham, I love, but I remember sometimes because it was twenty-two episodes mm-hmm. on the season, it was just like you were getting to twenty, twenty-one, and it was just like right, okay. Let's do this. Uh, you're kind of like really sort of having to sort of psych yourself up. But um, and not to put words in your mouth, but I, I think that was always when we were doing the Defenders TV podcast at the same time as Gotham. Yeah, well, where that suddenly as well. we were doing not just 22 episodes. We were suddenly doing 50 episodes in a year. But then when we were able to slot in Good Omens during that couple of month period, that yeah. was so much fun. But yeah. that it, Good Omens, yeah. And also just Tennant there and Michael Sheen mm-hmm. um, at then... It and just the material, it's so funny. Yeah. Again, just really, really good. I, I, I love that. That would be my favorite. I love them all actually. Um, but that would be my mm. favorite. It just kind of pips a, a few others. But in, in my own tradition, I would also say I do like Luke Cage, Watchmen, and Daredevil. <laughs> Of course, in your vision, <laughs> what's your favorite? Here's five yeah. of the ten yeah. shows that we covered. Um, like my most movie. anticipated was Iron Fist. I'm a massive Iron Fist fan, um, and I was just so disappointed. Um, and I, I still, but I like it mm-hmm. still, and I will give it more dues maybe than what most people would, just simply because I'm a fan of Iron Fist of of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, the third season of that show could have been masterful the way yeah. that they built. Season two was season two was a lot better than season one for sure. And Reverend Metzger did a top quality. And I loved the um, I loved the theme for that as well. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The the thing about Iron Fist is, I think they set up the perfect season three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they had the potential to be one of the best, just based on where they were going, the run that they would probably used, Mm -hmm. and all that. And then you're like. It, oh, so close. Um, one that I know that we're going to end up having to cover is Netflix's Sandman, Neil Gaiman. Absolutely, like that's going to be, like that's a whole, whole. Uh, hopefully epic. David Goyer, come on, he's going to give us something good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and Gaiman's actually attached, unlike the HBO one where he was attached, unattached, attached, unattached. Mm-hmm. That is true. Very true. Anyone, Very true. Anyone else? Hello, I'm Bob. Um, I think for me, it was it was Jessica Jones, uh, first and third seasons, not so much the second. Um, but I think I came into it uh, and found you at the same time. Right. Um, and without the podcast, I don't think I've enjoyed the show as much. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and it, it, one of those things that it really sort of enlivened it and and dragged it onwards for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then a bit uh, in season two, yeah. and then season three was was, was yeah. back again, um, uh, and, and and drinking along with it helps too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whiskey watch, oh yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. Whiskey watch, definitely one of our uh, one of our favourite uh, things that we've Past ever times. done on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> really enjoyed uh, searching through scene after scene because <laughs> every episode she probably drank about three or four bottles. 
and trying to make sure that we checked all the labels. And then I think we made the discovery about halfway through season one that they were no longer being sponsored by any kind of whiskey brands. So they'd made up their own one on set. <laughs> and they kept turning it away from the camera. The, the set decorator kept turning it away from the camera. So we were trying to match up a label that was yeah, created that for the show. that didn't exist. Yeah. I, I think we spent like about so bad. well another lifetime trying <laughs> to find this whiskey that didn't exist. Absolutely. Um, as well. It, it's as, as well. I, like I, I really like, yeah, I like, really like Jessica James. As well. <laughs> anyway, there we go. That, Hello, enough says. Well, I'm going to choose one more that we that we didn't talk about as my favorite because it came as a complete shock to me. Watchmen, uh, the DC TV show okay. on HBO and on, and on Sky. I was absolutely shocked about how good that show was because it had all the makings of something terrible. Um, I happened to uh, to just watch uh, Damon Lindelof's um, show just before that, his three-season show, The Leftovers. So I had a feeling that he really had something to say with Watchmen when, when I was coming into it. So I just had a feeling, let's jump on board, let's watch it. It could be terrible. It's only eight episodes. It'll be grand kind of thing. But it really blew me away as, as a show. It really, it, it really oh, yeah. delivered something massive. But we've covered so much, and I choose most of the shows that we cover, so I do love the ball. Um. Yeah, no, me <laughs> so, too, yeah. me too. Um, like, I'm thinking Hannibal as well. Like, well, yeah, So uh, th- this is really kind of one of our kind of back-of-the-draw ones mm-hmm. because we, we do, in fact, we only did season three, but I was watching Hannibal and loved it. Um, and myself and Irene, um, who was on for Daredevil as well. Yep. But uh, uh, we, we did season three, uh, because we both loved the show, uh, and I wish we started doing it in season one. Um, because you know who 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 just doesn't love just sort of talking about a show where some human body has been sort of turned into a mushroom field. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's pretty brutal, or a beehive, yeah. or a vial, a cello. I think was what the other one. So it was kind of like you know it's very gruesome, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, but. Um, yeah, they were really, really inventive about how to kill someone. I mean, seriously, it was slightly worrying. And you've just we... reminded me of how your of what your uh, <laughs> what your guide was for the episode. But you do the yeah. kind of top fives and top threes on Hannibal. It was from the table to the tableau because <laughs> yeah. all murders were carried out as tableaus. I love yeah. that. That was one of my favorite. And um, yeah. it was our three main points was starters, main course, and dessert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, what about Witcher? Oh, <laughs> I really enjoyed that because that's not that's something that we weren't expecting yep. to do. No, exactly. And okay, first of all, it's a fellow Englishman, Henry Cavill. Uh-huh. Like you got, you got to love it. He he's our Superman at the moment, uh-huh. and probably will be in the future. Um, yeah. And I think they've by the end of it, when I saw where they were going again, it's when they were once everything kind of that last episode, we were all like, if I. I'm not speaking for you, but mm-hmm. I think we were like we were all like, okay, no, season two has the potential to be even better. Yep. It was good. Now, and I'm not. It's not great. It wasn't amazing. Yep. I think it was good to great in that kind of middling scale, and the rest of it, like the potential for where it can go now. Yeah, we co- we yeah. covered uh, season one of The Witcher, uh, which was supposed to be two half hour episodes in about six and a half hours on two podcasts. Instead, that was a, that was a fun and, one. <laughs> and quite frankly, yeah. who doesn't like seeing Henry Cavill in a bath? That's true. 
Yeah. Oh no! I've just given away it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the answers are submitted. <laughs> Sorry. We can we can Damn move it. on to answers. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna uh, gonna put everybody back on mute uh, again, and hopefully uh, it doesn't it doesn't knock everybody off. I'm gonna put everybody back on mute, and we're gonna go into the uh, answers round. But I am really glad that uh, a couple of you mentioned uh, Good Omens as one of your favorite shows because uh, we do have a message from the director and co-creator of uh, Good Omens, Douglas McKinnon. Hello, I'm Douglas McKinnon, director of Good Omens. Congratulations on the 500th episode of TV Podcast Industries. Thanks to all of the fans of Good Omens who have listened to the excellent podcasts. And here's to the next 500. Whoop, whoop. So we have to go for 500 more episodes, oh according my. to Douglas McKinnon. Yeah. Well, there'll be a lot of more white wines uh, to, <laughs> to get to that stage. Huge thank you to Douglas McKinnon for that message. Uh, we got loads of fans of uh, of Good Omens, and we're massive fans, and we heard us talking about it earlier on. Uh, Love the show. Thanks so much for taking the time out to send us in that message. There you go. So I think we are ready for the round two. Everyone has it. So we, I will continue to vamp while um, my other hosts bring up the screen share. We will try it again. John, do you want to give us round two of the Pogres? Definitely. For the 500th episode yes. of TV Podcast Industries. Uh, Sure. There you go. I have imaginatively called this the question round <laughs> um, because I, well, I had pictures and music, but mm-hmm. um, this is multiple choice. Yes. Um, so I'll give the options as well as I run through it. And once again, if you're joining us on the podcast, you can uh, fill in all the answers and send us in an email to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com with your answers. For so question one, which crime-ridden area of New York City is Daredevil based in? Is it Harlem, the Bronx, Hell's Kitchen or Queens? Hmm. We've been to uh, only two of those places, I think. I've been to three. There you go, Chris. Chris. Question two, what is Jessica Jones's private investigation business called? Angel Investigations, Alias Investigations, Atlas Detective Agency or P.I. Jones and Partners? I love that last one. I, had, I was thinking of you, Chris. I was thinking <laughs> of you when I, when I wrote I, that. Yeah, Jones. Sorry. Yeah. No, that is possibly the real name for uh, oh, wait, no, Jessica I know. Jones's. She, as, a, as we answered there, we kicked off my namesakes. <laughs> we used to always say that. That's true. Question three. In which mystical lost city was Danny Rand trained to become the Iron Fist? Kamataj, Wakanda, Kunlun, or Nanda Parabat? That's some good, uh, some good multiple choicing there, John. Yes. Question four. What is Luke Cage's real name? Is it Carl Lucas, Luke Lucas, Cal Lukes, or Lucas Carlson? (laughs) <laughs> I think if I was called Luke Lucas, I would possibly be changing my name by by default. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although maybe people shorten the first name for our surname into the first name maybe. or something like that. Maybe, maybe. Question five: In Good Omens, any tape left in Crowley's car for more than a fortnight turns into what? Is it dust? Queen's greatest hits. Led Zeppelin or a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> Sorry, that is genuinely one of my favourite jokes from the original book, but I'm not going to... Uh, Qu- question six. In Watchmen, what is the name of this character that is uh, linked here, which will not work so well on the podcast? 
But um, well, you it could, is. You could ask it which of these is the name of a yes. Watchmen character. Which of these is the name of a Watchmen character? Mirrorball, mirror mask, looking glass, or glassy eye? <laughs> which is one our host will have by the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on whether I fill up a glass of wine, doesn't it? Question seven. In Gotham, who shouted, I'm king of Gotham? Is it Jim Gordon, the Penguin, Bruce Wayne, or the Riddler? I'm going Bane. Five seasons and you answered a question from asked a question from season one. <laughs> it's good though. That's a likely answer. Definitely. Like. Which male fighting nun dedicated himself to lost causes on Star Trek Picard? Narek, Elnor, Bones or Jim, a lonely, dedicated red shirt. <laughs> Christy, you remember the answer to that question. I do actually. Excellent. That's good. That's good. Because only because it's a nun, and I started. I queued up for tonight. Warrior nuns on Netflix. <laughs> nice. And I literally was thinking of this character. I know who this character is. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Question nine. The creators of Gotham made another series based on which character from Gotham? Is it Alfred Pennyworth, Robin the Boy Wonder, Pennywise, or the Mad Hatter? Yeah, Pennywise would have been pretty funny. No, no, it would not. <laughs> that is still my... Okay, wait, I'll wait till the end of this question. And question 10. In the boys, what is Billy Butcher's favourite girl band? Is it TLC, Destiny's Child, Spice Girls, or All Saints? (laughs) That took me a second, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Thought it was quite iconic, but there you go. No, no, it is, but it was just like, hmm, hmm. That's it for round two of the uh, of the pub quiz. Um, and we have our question for this kind of section here. What's the favourite character that we've talked about uh, amongst all of the shows? So not necessarily the TV show, but there might, is there a character that particularly stood out to you in all of the shows that we've covered? Um, I'm going to kick off on this one first because one character that stood out to me in all of the shows we covered, uh, Ward Meacham from Iron Fist, because the show doesn't get much love. But Tom Pelfrey's performance as Ward Meacham had me rolling around laughing at times. I think there's moments of real heart to the character. There's moments where he's just a douchebag at times as well. But I think he really is a well-rounded character sitting in a show that a lot of people didn't get the chance to watch some of his most amazing performances. Definitely, I still see that gif, uh, which I think I might have made at the time. But uh, the gif that comes up of him just giving his two fingers to the camera that's yeah. watching him in an office. And I still laugh every time I see the gif. It's come up, they come up there as one of my favorite gifs of all time. So I'm going to go give a vote for Ward Meacham. But you can choose any character. Definitely. And also, weirdly, during lockdown, we have absolutely blitzed Ozark, which has um, uh, him in season three. Mm-hmm. And he's amazing. Yeah. He's really, really good. Weirdly, that show also features young Daredevil from original it Daredevil. Does. It features Jessica Jones's mom in it as well. Yeah. Um, she, she appears in the show. So they're kind of getting all the Netflix cast together in, in Ozark, and it has been fantastic. So, yeah. There and, you go. and Laura Linney is a treat. She's amazing. Really, um, really good. Yeah. I, for me, um, I have to say, I think from, from Gotham, I really loved, uh, 
I just think David Mazouz did so well playing a young Bruce Wayne and then ultimately with this final s- season, him putting on the cowl. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. I thought it was a really good arc. And I think he did that so, so well. And then after after Gotham, uh, weirdly, it's one of the spin-offs. It's Pennyworth. Because it's a really interesting concept. And I kind of loved where it went. Uh, and I like the Sykes sisters, Bet and Peggy Sykes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of, I suppose... Uh, bondage slaves uh the old age spices um which was just so weird uh, mm-hmm. that i really liked it um but i'm from defenders of marvel netflix uh jessica um i think black mariah and cottonmouth king um i i love those characters um and I just thought it was amazing, mm-hmm. um, for sure. I picked quite a minor character from my one. If anybody in uh, in our Zoom crew wants to uh, wants to give their uh, favorite, I won't call you the Zoom crew again. That sounds like a morning radio show. Uh, if you want to give <laughs> a favorite character, uh, pop into the uh, pop into the chat and just tell us whether you want to speak. Chris, do you want to give us a favorite character while we're waiting? Yeah. Well, you did, correct me if I'm wrong. You said favorite character singular. Yeah, I know. Okay, Sorry, I, I did again. I've still got. I've still got two more as well. Actually, that um, I can roll off, but I'll, I'll leave no, that no, for later. No, okay. uh, I'm going to go very quickly because we do have, as part of the Zoom crew, someone want, does want to pop in. Mm-hmm. Um, very quickly, uh, quite easy, guys. It's Spidey. It's we covered the movies. It has That's to be true. Tom Holland at the moment is my Spider-Man, and I know you've got your Garfields, you've got your Maguires, and you've got your 70s Spider-Man, and your Japanese Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> I'm not Does like anybody Jap- count Japanese Spider-Man? Oh, Japan? I so do. That was amazing. <laughs> Him and his uh, yeah. giant me- master, no, it's not Mastodon, what, Metadon? You're it's going on a tangent that I can't edit out live, Chris, so uh, keep keep going back to it. I'm going to go to it. I keep going. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tom Holland, the last two Spider-Man, Far mm-hmm. From Home and uh, Homecoming, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Still waiting on the third one. It's going to be interesting <laughs> where they go with now. Um, yeah, Although, no, I think for me, dare I say it, Tom Holland has been eclipsed by Miles Morales from the animated Ooh. one. I know whether you can actually legally compare an animated version to an actual actor. I don't know. Mm. Maybe that is something that I would be put in prison for. But um, I I think the guy who voiced him and just the way it was captured um, was... Sorry, Chris. I, I preferred that. I, I think no, Tom Holland's I, amazing. Actually, no, but I'm going to agree with you. Like, Into the Spider-Verse has the best, better soundtrack. The the visual style is better, but the character, the question was, what was the favorite character? Mm-hmm. And I just said Spider-Man. Technically, Miles uh, okay. Spider-Man. Technical, technical. Technical, <laughs> technical, get out of jail. I love it. I love it. I'm going to bring Claire in on this one then. Uh, Claire, you want to join us for uh, for your favorite character? I have to say Penguin, also a cover pop from Gotham, Definitely. because Excellent. his journey from season one right to the end of season five was just up and down and in and out of Arkham and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from the movie world, um, I really love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they're a fantastic um, addition to the um, the last two Avenger films as well. I really mm-hmm. like the relationship with um, Thor and uh, 
um, I think, um, yeah. Um, but going back to D- to the DC side of things, I'm a huge Batman Returns fan of the film. Yeah. I absolutely adore it, and it's probably still my favourite Batman film. And uh, and see Oswald Cobblepot being manoeuvred so differently to the way that we saw Danny DeVito. Um, how he portrayed in obviously a very different mm-hmm. style to what Tim Burton did was just amazing. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, and um, and Gal Gadot as um, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, of course, it's just yes. superb. Yes, yeah, so and, excited uh, to see the, uh, yeah. see the I think movie. I think there's a lot of fantastic characters around that at the moment, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see them grow. And um, and Margot Robbie again as Harley Quinn mm-hmm. in Birds of Prey. She was just superb. She was so oh, yeah. good at Birds of Prey, wasn't she? Yeah, really, yeah. really she, enjoyed She really was. Like, you could tell, as a producer on the movie, she absolutely was making sure she got the best movie she possibly can out of that. So, yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, Bob, you also had another character that you want to you wanna share as a uh, as a big character that you like. I, I, the Black Mariah in the, the Luke Cage, I, I thought was a, an exceptional Definitely. character. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that you, you sort of introduced to sort of evil politician... Um, but then a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, I mean, an evil politician, but 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 so much more layering yeah. in it. And the performance was astounding Absolutely. every time she was on screen. It really was an incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and just a quick shout out to the space elf, because he was just <laughs> lovely in every way. <laughs> he really was. I love it. Yes. El no. <laughs> can't edit out the podcast (laughs) i love it no that's okay that's okay all responses are in for round Uh, two round two uh so we're all we're all good i i was just thinking for for movies um i have to say i'm being completely biased is uh benedict cumberbatch um as dr strange that was the movie that i was born to grow up to be excited about um (laughs) and uh even though i didn't know it when i was first born Mm -hmm. um (laughs) well actually i was the last to be born uh in the family but i I was the troublesome young child but uh just with being such a fan of the comics um then like the excitement i had for that movie was just unbelievable i mean I know, I know that that his fans are called Cumber Cumber bitches, but um, I, I call myself a Cumber Butch. Um, I think that's much more appropriate for for me. Um, and yeah, I think Doctor Strange was certainly um, really anticipated for me uh, as one of the movies. And I think we should also add it here, maybe at least just the the slight nod. Uh, we have also done comics on uh, our podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not just movies and, and TV. We, when we actually started before Gotham aired, we we actually started about six months beforehand, and we covered the whole Gotham Central uh, co- comic run, and and I think the Long Halloween as well as the Christopher Nolan trilogy uh, before that. Uh, and then we did the whole Doctor Strange Damnation series that we did in conjunction with a whole of other. Uh, number of podcasts including into the night uh the moon night podcast uh with ray uh who over in australia but a, mm. a couple some more as well from uh the the us as well i think there was the um ghost rider podcast ghost rider podcast, podcast. and the iron fist podcast mm. as well and then we've done our own kind of strange tales as well where we've covered 
um, some of the the Doctor Strange. So we we've kind of done comics as well, and um, we've not necessarily been quite as consistent on those, but certainly ones that we've done, we've been like I've I've really enjoyed. But that's mainly because they have been kind of Doctor Strange. Yeah, to they be have. Honest. They have. It's, it's one of the frustrations I have in my life uh, that we've got to. <laughs> issue 18 of a 20 issue run of comics that didn't do the last two issues oh man that just broke my heart <laughs> oh, there's so always room there are, okay we, we can't really come back to those two issues two years on unfortunately but we can we did penny dreadful seasons one to three but in in two weeks 27 episodes in, in two or three weeks wasn't it that was yeah. uh that was also quite a big uh big undertaking wasn't it yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not even gonna say anything because like I was I I was just like nope sorry <laughs> yeah, that is true every now and again I get to step away and just kind of go no <laughs> no it's not even my actually let me I should say that. I unfortunately have the uh, so based on standard life getting in the way that's usually what it is no I'm never saying no I'm always here ready to podcast but unfortunately I travel quite a lot for it. There you go. There you go. Uh, Bob is suggesting that we make it a Patreon a Patreon bonus. Uh, those two issues of the of the comic book that we didn't get to complete, just those two issues to put it onto Patreon. I like that. I like that, Bob. That's a good I, I do like that. But what actually Bob <laughs> said was Patreon bonus to make Derek happy. Well, dot 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 question mark. Uh, there's a lot of things that could make Derek happy, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, on a PG podcast, we're not allowed to say certain things. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, it's not Penny Dreadful. It's not. Uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels, but another character that I love, I talked about a very small, minor character in a, in a show that I really love and think stood out and, and kind of made the show even better. But one character from another TV show that we covered that stood out to me and I absolutely loved is a character called Baza from a little show called Pennyworth, um, the uh, prequel secret series of, uh, of uh, Gotham, we're going to say, even though it's not directly connected. But Really nicely, uh, Hainsley Lloyd Bennett, who plays the character of uh, of Baza on that show, did send us in a message to uh, to say hi for our 500th episode. Hi guys, my name is Hainsley Lloyd Bennett. I play Baza on the epic show Pennyworth. We're really looking forward to getting back to work on season two, hopefully later on at some point this year. But in the meantime, I'd like to congratulate TV Podcast Industries on their epic. 500th episode can't wait to hear it myself enjoy the show guys you know one of the cool things about covering some of the shows we've covered is that when they have a small audience which pennyworth did it came out in a small channel in, in the u.s came out in epics and nobody had the channel in it, over there all the guys that were sitting here watching the reactions on twitter to their show which they couldn't actually watch until it was released over here uh, when it got picked up they were really interactive with us because we were we were able to get the episodes from Epics. They were they had learnt of our podcast through the work that we'd done on Gotham and they'd sent the episodes to us in advance. And all of them genuinely have been so nice to us sending us DMs saying we're listening to your podcast we're, it's great to hear a reaction from people from this side of the water to uh, to to the show because we're all recording it we're all filming it in England and like six months later it got released over in, over in the UK and they had no reaction from their friends and family that you know they they I'm sure could get copies of the show but they wanted to get a reaction locally so it's been really nice been chatting to Hainsley for a couple of months around that time when the, when the show was on he really did stab out he had a very uh, minor role at the beginning of 
of the series and building up into this crew that that surrounded uh, Alfred Pennyworth towards the end of the season and he hopefully will become a big part of yeah. season two again uh, as they like to expand these DC shows much bigger in their second season I'm really hoping for a lot out of, uh, out of Pennyworth season two yeah like they, they were they were really good they I, for me they the, the, those three of Alfred and Baza and it was the Scottish um guy as well they're just um davy boy davy boy that always got his name right i forgot it um was just it was really the heart and soul of that i I thought it was really really good and Mm. as i said before i think you know it was done by the same creators of gotham um and i think it's just a really interesting concept because i think it's batman um earth one I think it is, um, which is a comic series. And you get a, you know, you kind of get a snippet of Alfred uh, in kind of as XSAS, X Army. And they kind of went with that. I think it's a really good concept. Mm-hmm. And I like them that they brought all those uh, kind of ideas um, and, and actually just expanded on them. I think that's like the same with Gotham, you know, mm-hmm. expanding on the. Gotham universe before Batman, yeah. um, you know, because most of the movies, most of the comic books, it's that alley scene, and then it's you know, twenty years later yeah. or something like that. So, like, it's a really interesting space, I reckon, to to work in creatively, and I think they did the same though with Pennyworth, mm-hmm. which was really good. Um, yeah. So it was great to hear. Um, Baza from Pennyworth. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a couple of comments in from our uh, in from our Zoom chat. There, uh, Bob's asking, "Do our unbroadcast outtakes always have me blushing in them?" Absolutely. I'm also quite warm because uh, drinking red wine is not something I normally do. Uh, but it is our 500th episode. I'm allowed to have a glass, so it's all right. Uh, Claire Claire Payne also says uh, Paloma Faith was brilliant in that show. She was a total standout in Pennyworth. Like from that opening scene, it, opened, it opened on Paloma Faith's character of, of Beth Sykes uh, in the show as she, uh, I think, took a took a bar to uh, to someone she was trying to uh, trying to intimidate, and she I think certainly it was a fox hunter, wasn't it? Was it? yeah, no. and uh, and she definitely intimidated him. And for the rest of the show, some of the things that she did just was not expecting from a, a singer like Paloma Faith. It would, she always seemed very quirky when I'd seen her interviewed on Graham Norton, that, those kind of shows, but I'd never seen her act before. This was the first show I think I'd ever, I think she'd really acted in and she knocked it out of the park. I couldn't, couldn't wait to see her back. And as another character created for the show, she really stood out as something that Danny Cannon and, uh, and Bruna Heller had worked really hard on creating that character. So a big standout. Yeah, yeah totally. Definitely. Totally agree with you, Claire. I can't actually mark the questions until we've uh, until we've gotten the final round questions in. Perfect. So we're going to go into our final round of our table quiz. I know we have someone who's just joined us. Franca has just joined us uh, Hi, for our pub quiz. We have one final round of the pub quiz. Hopefully everybody has their headphones in because this is our music round or our theme tune round. What I need to do before John starts it... Uh, get ca- ready because it is my gonna be me singing. <laughs> Johnny. No, no, it's not money. Yes, worry. we're not gonna bust everyone's eardrums. Lock your glassware up, uh, wrap it in bubble wrap, um, and maybe in a soundproof box, if you will. Chris will now unleash his, um, yes, his vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, he's not. I, I can no, assure you. No, 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 no he's not. Yeah. What's so, the uh, inside tip for everyone? The amount that Derek has to edit out of me, either humming or badly singing <laughs> or um, swearing mm-hmm. or just kind of hemming, hawing. 
in tune. I do him and Han in tune. Not usually the tune you're aiming for, though, Chris. No, exactly. It's a tune. It's just not it, not the tune I was trying for. I, th- I think in mis- mi- mythical Celtic legends, you would be a banshee. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you are, a banshee, I- I- in modern day life. So, yeah. Well, no. Should, wait, is it Sean Cassidy? No. Sean no, Cassidy. no, 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 no. You're, you're a banshee. Yeah, in... no, banshee. Sean Cassidy. X-Men. No, I'm not. To- no, 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 no. Not, not comics. You're a lady <laughs> in a cloak. That kind of floats around the 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 bogland of Central Island, screaming. Okay, that's that's just me on the weekends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Floating around. <laughs> as long as you can get out, Chris, we're all happy, right? It's true. It's true. I, I swear, I'm not going stir crazy. <laughs> and we've just also had Cassie join us as well. So hi, Cassie. Hey. Uh, we have Franca as well, mm-hmm. um, who's joined us. So, yeah, it's it's the final round of the pub quiz, which is music. I'm just going to literally be putting up uh, a slide that has your list of options that you can, can give. Mm-hmm. It's basically four minutes of different tracks. Mm-hmm. It's 12 questions, each separated by a coin dropping into Luke Cage's swear, swear jar. jar. Of course. Um Yes, so what we're going to do is we're going to play this. Uh, answer as many as you can as you go. We should be able to work out which ones you're, you're answering. Um, uh, off we go. So I need to see. So it is music round. So questions go. 1 to 12 uh, match the show to the music.
They came after me with masterful deceit Broke down my loot and they kicked in my teeth While the devil's horns minced our tender meat And so cried the he can't be bleed Toss a coin to your Oh valley of plenty Oh valley of plenty Either the easiest music round or the most <laughs> difficult music round in history. Because if you didn't watch the show, I cannot imagine that you would know half of those uh, at all. Uh, and since I know some of you watched our Marvel shows, some of you watched our DC shows, some of our wonderful uh, people, wonderful friends in the in the Zoom group only watch Star Trek Picard. Uh, so you will be completely lost on some of the shows uh, that are in there. But a bit of fun, hopefully. Uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully enjoyed that round. Uh, definitely a fun round to put together. Uh, particularly, as you could probably tell, the last couple of uh, of ones that were in there were my favourites uh, to, put, to put in there. Uh, overall, that does take us on to uh, onto our big question for this section, really. What's your favourite theme tune of the shows that we've covered? Chris, do you want to give us a theme tune while anybody else who wants to ask this question, answer this question, pops a message in the chat and lets us know what their favorite uh, theme tune is? So I'm going to say Daredevil, but... That's your answer but, for everything, Chris. It really is, <laughs> but can we say Toss a Coin to Your Witcher as a theme tune? Because it's not technically the theme tune. It's not, no. But it's probably one of the better ones. Because... Technically, it was stuck in our heads for youngs, mm-hmm. and then I would say if we're using that as a, as a basis, Cray Cray would be kind of a close second because <laughs> that was stuck in our heads for weeks, weeks. I feel like there's also a member of the Zoom crew that sent it to me on Twitter just to get it stuck in my head six months after uh, <laughs> it came out as well. So yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be that. Um, you're not supposed to say that until everybody submitted their answers, Chris. But that's fine. You can you can give them a clue for one of the uh, <laughs> one of the answers. That's absolutely fine. I didn't say it was in there. I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> Claire, you have a few uh, that are your favorites. I'm going to unmute you here. Uh, yeah. Um... Well, good omens for, for one, I think, is uh, fantastic. And and I think I remember you saying saying to me, Derek, that the ending changes with the ep- the ending music changes with the episode as well. It kind of um, 
goes with the tone of the episode, I think, you That's know, right, uh, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, Iron Fist, I particularly love, because um, mm-hmm, yeah. it reminds me of the Terminator 2 music. Oh, and um, Bra- and brilliant I'm, Bradford I hate, yeah. I hate to say this, but I'm not a fan of the movies, but I absolutely love the theme music, the yeah. Terminator, Excellent. especially number two. So, um, and that's why it's, um, I think I had a disc from Empire Magazine years ago and mm-hmm. it was on, it, it was on there, but, and, um, and I like the Defenders um, theme tune as well. That was a really good collaboration and um, a very different sounding one. And, um, and of course, The Witcher, you know, <laughs> that song just got stuck in your head and uh, you were humming it for weeks, weeks months. And weeks, like that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I've still got the Gotham theme tune as, as my ringtone as well. Excellent. That's <laughs> been go. on there for like for five years now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Phillips uh, has a, a good point. Uh, definitely a good debate to be had about what best means if we're including the song Cray Cray. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. That's Anybody just else? harsh. Come on. <laughs> Cray Cray is a terrible song and purposely terrible. So I, I, I'll give them credit for writing the most terrible song that they could possibly write. That's like my music. Music collection, dude. It, it is pretty much actually non-stop terrible, terrible music. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with I'm with Claire though, definitely on this. Um, I'm Fist and Defenders are two of my favorite from the the shows we've covered mm-hmm. for sure. Um, although I also my the the classical kind of music, the discordant stuff of um, Penny Dreadful, I really like as well. I was when we did those. Um, when we did those shows and we were rewatching seasons one to three, it was just one of the theme tunes that we never skipped. It was mm-hmm. just like, and I think it's to do with the the cards as well. Having just the the way it's introduced, it was is really good. Um, yeah. And I just like the sheer sort of haunting scariness of Hannibal oh, um, for sure. <laughs> I had to edit out. Oh, well, I can't say that until I've resubmitted their answers. But anyway, <laughs> Hannibal is in there somewhere. Uh, I did have to edit part of that because it becomes so abusive on the ears, that theme tune. It is uh, quite. Towards the end of the theme It is quite that, bad, um, yeah. It's quite difficult here. Even more abusive on the ears than cray-cray. <laughs> I want your cray-cray. Okay, true. Very true, Chris. Very true. Uh, anybody else have any any thoughts on their favorite uh, music or uh, or theme tune from uh, from any of the shows that we've watched? Raise your hand or message us in the in the chat. I think one of the things as well, actually, that I kind of liked was the Star Trek Picard. Oh yeah, because um, I like the way it wasn't. It, it's kind of it's that endless debate with Trekkies about the you know the purity of the original theme tune. Mm-hmm. I know, I, but I loved Enterprise one. I loved that, which was. Um, I am probably the only person in um, the galaxy that likes uh, uh-huh. that one, to be honest. I think but, the guy that wrote it liked it because he made a lot of money. Yeah, on but I really, really liked Enterprise. I, and I like the break. And I like how with Discovery and, and Star Trek Picard, it's um, Star Trek Picard was just so different. But then it just had that really nice nod to the original uh, theme at, at the end um, and so did Discovery oh, yeah. as well yeah. so I, I like how they've done that but also just tried to just bring a bit of um, variety into uh, the sector yeah. Yeah, I think one of the bigger things is when you think of opening theme tunes it comes down to the, the, the visuals as well Yeah. so if you for the opening for Picard was the the visuals the opening for Daredevil, Iron Fist, Iron Fist where it was the blues and the greens, 
uh, Jessica Jones, where you had that to degree, certain very season one, you had the purple kind of intruding. Um, like those, that for me, I don't know, even say good omens, just the actual animation style of that. Like that's what makes it. And I, I've, um, I always, okay, I don't always. Typically, I will not skip the intros. It mm. becomes hard when you're binging something. Mm-hmm. So, but it's more when you do a binge of like Brooklyn Nine Nine on Netflix, and it's in the background, and you're just like, "Yeah, skip the intro. It's fine. I just yeah. want to get to the meat and the two veg." Now you're <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, well, I mean, that's what you're looking for from Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, yeah. So I think it's, it comes down to the actual the the, the visuals as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's been some stunning opening sequences throughout all the Defender shows on Netflix. They they did a great job of yeah. putting together some beautiful images and some uh, and some beautiful music as well. Um, one show that is absolutely synonymous with music, since I think everybody's uh, talked about their uh, their theme tunes. One show that's absolutely synonymous with music, and I love the theme tune. It's not uh, in our uh, in our music round, but it is Luke Cage. Um, Luke Cage was told as a story uh, through music. Um, Every scene was uh, was guided by the music in the show, and and it, right from that opening theme, which kind of came out of uh, came out of a, a really fighting place, and just uh, the rest of the show, I think, was was one of my favorites because of the score and because of the music. Definitely, and yeah. with Harlem's Paradise, they mm-hmm. you know they had that uh, club that uh, so it certainly introduced me uh, to a lot of new music um, fr- from that. Uh, some really uh, great. Uh, singers and vocalists and bands uh, on there that I, I'm listening to like today because I got to 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 know them through through that show, which is a really kind of interesting thing for a show to do. That not only is it about the story, the the characters and the the acting, but like bringing in a musical element like that on a, on a uh, an episodic basis mm-hmm. um, and making that such a central part of it um, was just really good uh, for me. Yeah. And there's some great kind of modern um blues players that were sort of just given a platform there Mm -hmm. as well as some very established ones and i just thought that was great great thing for a show to do yeah um and it it gave it a really good vibe as well Mm -hmm. do you remember buffy and do you remember charmed back when they 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 kind of coined that Mm. because i remember charmed had that's true bush in it buffy had uh bush Uh buffy had um, well, they had the bronze. That was their version of Harlem's Paradise. I must yeah, say, exactly. I prefer to go to Harlem's Paradise. There's a lot less chance of being bitten by vampires there. So, uh, <laughs> although uh, killed killed by Mariah is is always a chance. Exactly, there. Um, that is true. But since it's our 500th podcast episode, I hope you'll indulge us uh, in one more message from uh, one of the friends of the show, um, Cheo Hadari Coker, the showrunner of Luke Cage, sent a message to us for our 500th episode. Hey, what's up? This is Cheo Hodari Coker, the creator, executive producer, and showrunner of Marvel's Luke Cage. Uh, just wanted to congratulate you guys on 500 episodes of the Defenders TV podcast, as I knew it, but is now TV Podcast Industries. Um, I just wanted just to quickly thank you so much um, as the creators of the podcast and also to all the fans that listened in to uh, just the endless debates about every single episode of Luke Cage, um, all 26 of our episodes. And of course, 
you know, all the debates as they related to Daredevil and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones um, and the collective, you know, because I can speak for myself, but definitely of my Marvel television compatriots, um, just how much we all loved um, just the incredible arguments that came from having such an intense, loving, loyal um, fan base. And um, your show um, was an important part of that and is a continuing part of it. Um, because the thing is, is that the beauty of having the show still on Netflix, even though we've only made 26 episodes, is people still revisit the show. And there are always new fans of Luke Cage. And it's also great that they, in addition to watching the show, come to listen to the podcast and then experience the show in a different way all over again. And I'm hoping that we continue to have the kinds of fan base that, uh, you know, revisits the show over and over again the same way that I personally, you know, revisit The Wire. I mean, even though only 60 episodes of The Wire were made, I mean, you know, that's a show that I watch all the time. And I'm hoping that we created something with Luke Cage that is equally as uh, thought-provoking and indelible and, frankly, fun. Um, so, again, just wanted to congratulate you on 500 you know, man, that, that, that's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of hours of, of debates. That's a lot of geekdom to get through. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just happy for my 26 of those 500 episodes, uh, you know, because uh, the fact that you guys went through every single episode of our show and uh, talked about it is something that I, I'm just eternally grateful for. And, uh, again, want to thank you. Um, that's all I can think of, you know. I hope that you guys are enjoying revisiting the show and the podcast together and uh, stay safe out there because we live in crazy times and hopefully this podcast and uh, watching the show gives you some semblance of comfort and sanity um, in all this madness. But stay out, stay safe out there. Again, peace out. Che Hodari Coker, creator showrunner and executive producer of what used to be um, Marvel's Luke Cage on what used to be Defenders uh, TV or is now the uh, TV podcast industries. Times change, things change, but the dedicated people that love making these shows and talking about these shows are still out here. So hopefully we'll all continue to do what we do as we do it. Peace out. What a man. What a man. Love, love hearing from uh, from Chair Gadari Coker. Uh, we had a wonderful interview with him where we asked two questions, I think. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. Got some it of the, the most wonderful answers about how he worked and how his process and who he worked with and stuff. It was absolutely fantastic. And he, at the end of that interview, which I don't think I broadcast him. I hope I didn't leave it the edit. But at the end of the interview, he did ask us, if I didn't answer any questions that you had, hell, if you want to just ask me more questions, call me back. And uh, here's, my, here's my details. Call me back and we will... Uh, we will be able to uh, to discuss it again, but um, but I think we got some go- some absolute gold from from Chao. I think he's a he's one of the great guys. He's now got a, an overall deal with uh, Amazon Prime. I think for any new show that they'll see it first, and hopefully we'll see some see some new things from he, the future. You know what he's working on? Go on, Chris. Come on, no, this is the best in the world. This is like literally he is doing this for me. He's doing Mask, which is the eighties cartoon right. mobile armored strike uh, command. Mm-hmm. With the cars, and he's doing visionaries. 
Oh, yeah. To the magical okay. realm. Yeah, yeah. Come on, like that. That that is my childhood. And if he just takes it, like just the slightest, even the, the a sliver of what he did with Luke Cage, and inserts it into those two, I am just going to be some of the like. I'll just, I will just ah, oh, it will be amazing. Yeah, like he he was amazing. Like as I say, the as an interview, he was the best because we didn't need to ask any other questions because yeah. he just kind of instinctively knew yeah. what to say. Um, He's trained and, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he was, he was really, really good. And I think, um, I suppose at least for, at least for me, possibly, you know, continuing doing podcasts at the time where we're all kind of locked down, shut down or whatever mm-hmm. has been fairly kind of it's you know a useful thing to be able to do um maybe my insanity at cabin fever um has gradually uh sort of leaked into the podcast mm-hmm. uh as no the... idea what you mean as i, as I put <laughs> but, uh... on a German accent for the eighth time <laughs> i know um i <laughs> like it, it's good to be coming out of it but certainly you know it's having that distraction um sort of during Okay, you know, with with work as well, but having the distraction of something like that to to get your teeth into has been pretty good mm-hmm. uh, as well during these, as he says, crazy times. So, but that's great. That's the first time I heard it. So, uh, that I was. I, I'm not even gonna lie. I just welled up. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Aww. That was pretty cool. It was great. Cool. Um, I look. He he did something special, mm-hmm. and we we know the the unfortunate story that he was. Writing and penning and coming up with ideas for season three when they got the news. And mm-hmm. I still want to see where they were going with that show yeah. because he literally was taking it towards Shadowlands, mm-hmm. which yeah, was a storyline which would have been just. Would have been amazing. amazing. It yeah. would, it's like, because then you've literally got the story of Luke Cage as the villain mm-hmm. and what he thinks he was doing right. But even taking beyond that, it was just. They they did some they did some very strong conversations uh, around that show. Which can you imagine that show being on now? Like a fresh new show of that show being on now. The stories they were trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, not trying. The stories they told yeah. at this time. It, it just oof. well, it, it broke Netflix when it came out first. I can imagine uh, it would have broken it permanently if yeah. it was coming in now. Um, I'm going to have to take a moment out to uh, to work out the numbers because, uh, unfortunately, we've been sharing all of the questions from our screen here, which means I haven't been able to get into it to uh, to calculate the answers <laughs> and scores. So uh, John's going to take you into uh, into the feedback section, which is basically your opportunity to talk about anything or ask any questions or discuss anything. And we have a little bit of feedback from uh, Ray, who is, has been one of our co-hosts over the, over the course of the last year. He's done some co-hosting with us. And, of course, the wonderful Steve Brown, who's been sending us voicemails for pretty much every episode for the last uh, last two years i think at this stage yeah um so if you'd like to uh, ask us anything or if you want to like to say anything about the tv podcast industry podcast pop a message into <clears throat> the chat and I, john will unmute you. well i was just gonna unmute everyone this is your chance to ask any burning question you've ever had about PG, either PG 13 pg question yes about no about anything um on the shows that we've covered um or so what would uh, so our last up. our latest one has been City of Angels, but also any of the previous shows, 
Um, you can ask anything about our, our process, although you've seen quite a lot of how we construct a podcast, uh, today. Maybe less visual, few, yeah. even fewer pub quizzes, um, which only really came around when we started, did Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, certainly I will unmute you all. And then if there's nothing, then we will be we will cry a loads and that will be you know just then we'll go into the voicemails as as Derek said we've got voicemails from Steve Brown who's been really good at providing in and feedback I know like Claire was uh, and well still is a a feedback queen I think uh with respect to giving her thoughts you know so (laughs) as as you all have Bob and, and so many people uh, have provided so much input over uh, the last time. And, you know, some shows get more than others. Uh, yeah. It's just the way it plays out. But, um, you know, it's really just really interesting because half the time, like, as Bob said before, I think, um, you know, we can add to other people's viewing um, maybe it, it, of, of a show. But similarly, we can also miss uh, a heck of a lot and yep. um so yeah fire fire away um if, if you want uh bob i think yeah <laughs> putting you on the spot yeah no <laughs> no I, I, yes certainly listening to you lot has certainly enlivened a lot of the shows and i don't think i'd have watched getting on behalf of them um if it wasn't for um the defenders tv podcast as was um uh, taking us through them um, some of them I definitely wouldn't have done. The Witcher, for example, um, the first few episodes of that. <laughs> only reason I kept going was I knew you lot were podcasting about it. So so there had to be something marginally better than what I was seeing on the screen. Uh, and that's the only reason I got to the end of it. I still think it was dreadful. But, um, but, but I did get to the end of it. <laughs> fair, fair. And, and it's, it is it's really interesting when you get the feedback and there's other people's views coming in with different experiences, having read things differently, um, uh, with a background in different fandoms, um, all coming together and, and debating the different angles that are there. Um, it really is hugely, hugely impressive. Um, and, and to see it, I mean, I, I never realised that, that Derek and John actually broadcast from that indoor swimming pool. It's so, so stunning. And then and, and the musculature. I mean, the, the amount of time they must put into the gym, the pair of them. I, I don't know how you can do it with the camera on, Chris. I, I really, really don't. I, I don't. I, I basically go home and just after every recording cry, just looking at the specimen of men that they are. Um, it's terrible. It's just, I wish I could be like them. <laughs> well, we try our best to look. <laughs> As he holds slowly, just as this. Try. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? When thank when you, Bob, when I yeah, thanks, Bob. Um, yeah, when I struck down Miami Beach, um, everyone runs. Uh, it, it's the best COVID lockdown uh, possible. Towards you or away from? <laughs> <laughs> away from and indoors. As I say. Um, you know, I could have been the to the thing to get people back indoors uh, with COVID. <laughs> uh, we with... need you in Florida, California, please. <laughs> you know, um, we do try. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, anyone else? Ask your questions. Deepest, darkest secret time. Oh, no, oh, no. Hang on, Chris. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so not deepest, darkest secret time. Um, I've got a question. Because you covered um, the Justice League on uh, oh, yeah. on your podcast, what do you think about the Schneider Cup being released on HBO Max? Okay, so I will jump in first. Derek has his views. John nope. has his views. I, have I, my I don't know if I do. I see. I might. Okay. I have a view in that I'm interested to see what will happen from it. I think if, if the rumors are to be believed, there's two schools. There's the, there's the rumor that there was originally a what six hour cut or something like that or four hour cut, which certain executives went, no, this thing is terrible. And it was just, I think Zack Snyder left for valid, valid reasons. And I think he was taking it somewhere, and I think the studio got scared because it was not a Marvel. It was not a Marvel film, and he, the universe he was building, what he was building to, was not a Marvel film in terms of what they were expecting. Like they wanted Guardians of the Galaxy at that time. They wanted, they wanted the fun, the lightheartedness of I am Iron Man, and they were not getting that. They were getting a Batman that kills and brands people and he didn't kill he branded people which is still pretty bad um i want to see it will uh i don't want a four-hour movie i want the this proposed potential was it six six episodes that they're saying i'm gonna watch it it's either gonna be well look that was a great vision they're not gonna take it forward like they're not, they're pumping 30 million. They're not going to put another 300 million into the follow up. So it will be a nice self contained story. Um, so I'm interested to see what it, it's either going to be. Oof, that was a, that was an experiment. It didn't work, but well on Zack Snyder. Or it's going to be actually great vision. Liked where I would like to see. There's a discussion I heard. What was it? Greg Miller. He, on Kind of Funny Podcast, used to be IGN and stuff, um, they were talking about, and he made a fair point, which is what they could do, which I could see them doing, which is, hey, if if it gets a good reception, and it gets what people, and it, people actually like it, which I think certain fan base will, certain fan base won't, then they could do the comic books, what they did with um, Josh Whedon's Buffy where they did the final season of Buffy, which was a follow-up on in comic books, and it actually went for like three or four different uh, arcs. And that could be cool, because then we'll get the Nightmare Zone, where like everyone else is dead and Batman's fighting by himself, blah, blah, blah. So I think that would be cool. I'm just... I So, also, but part of... I, that f- fan base... I once said something bad about it on social media. <laughs> Don't do it again, I, Chris. I will never do it again. I didn't say like I like you guys. All of you, the, you guys listening uh, to the podcast and the guys in the Zoom call, you know I love my comic books. I love DC. I, I just finished a load of DC comic books recently, uh, but the end product was not a what I liked. And I think I said something bad about it. And I'm, oh my god, I got destroyed. Uh, not destroyed, my just literally Twitter blew apart for 24 hours. And I was just like, no, no. no. I don't know. But 
at the same time, there is audiences and fan bases like us, which is, okay, even if you don't like something, you go, no, that's not for me. Um, but you know what? I can see certain people liking it. So each their own. Everyone's good. We love everything and everyone. Not everyone in that fan base is that. And they have kind of to a degree been, re- they feel like they've been rewarded. So that's the part I don't like. Um, because I'll give you, Another one, and John, I'm doing you on it, but just constantly talking. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, it's taking so me much longer to get these short. There's a video game right now called The Last of Us Part 2. Um, and that just came out uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. And there is a very vocal minority on Twitter, which are ju- they did not like what happened to the main characters or what happened in the story. Uh, and now they are sending death threats to the voice actors. And one of the vo- main voice actors, which is Laura Bailey, she you you'll know her from if any of you watch Critical Role like I do. She's Vex in Critical Role and Jester in Critical Role. She's done loads of voice acting in video games. She's uh, in this Last of Part Two. She's Abby, um, and like she just had a kid recently, uh, not recently. I think a year or so ago, um, and she's cutest button. Like the kid's name is Ronan, an Irish name, deadly. Uh, there, she screenshotted two days ago. She sent out a post just going, Yeah, I, my character did this, but this is disgusting. And there's literally five images on the Twitter, uh, the Twitter post, the tweet, where people are just saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your son. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to, you did this to my favorite character. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Okay, you can respectfully disagree with the storyline. You can respectfully, like, have comments. I don't agree with everything Derek likes about S.H.I.E.L.D. or Nick Fury, for example. But we will respectfully have a discourse about it. These people are, like, just toxic. And I just fear what will happen if Justice League... When Justice League comes out, and that's my one fear on this whole thing. I think Mark Bernardin has said something similar on Fat Man Beyond. And I'm not kind of parroting what he talked about. I just agree with it. Um, but then another part of me is like, the other part of me is the Kevin Smith, which is, I love everything. I want everyone to be happy. So let's, I can't wait for it. Yeah, um, I'm the yeah. same. I mean, I I think for me, I don't mind. Like one of my favorite films is Blade Runner, which had so many cuts. I was like, going, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I think an I think entire they did a cut. shelf. They did a cut of the cuts. Yeah, I think an entire shelf on my DVD uh, run uh, was just bl- different cuts of Blade Runner, um, and so it was like I was getting a bit sort of sick to death of that by the end of it, but. Um, I I think it's interesting. Like, I'm I'm happy enough with um, director's cuts, um, or so I'm 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 kind of looking forward to this. But I mean, I think to Chris's point, I think it's um, it, it's tough how to to balance possible um, certainly for a studio like Warner Brother. I mean, I, I don't know how you. You know whether it's always been there, so they can do it. But um, I, I'm I'm happy enough for for the cut, uh, uh, Zack Snyder's cut to come out. I just hope it's good. That's the thing. I mean, it's like uh, the original Daredevil movie when that was uh, recut with the directors. It made it kind of 
mm. actually watchable. Um, and oh, harsh. Well, did you not the, like the seesaw scene? Come no, on. Um, the, the the first course of well, the first the cinematic release of that was I I found tough. Yeah. Um. So, but I think we here on like um on TV podcast industries we we would always <laughs> like give. I know. Look yeah. here on. No, um, but I'm thinking of. I'm just. What I'm saying is we. I think we've always try and come at the shows we review, the movies that we review, the comics that we've reviewed in the past. Uh, we we really try and come at it quite um, positively. In the you know, like anyone who does a job, um, people do their best to do the best job that they can, and that goes for actors, directors, and writers. The problem is it it taps into a vein with it being artwork that has unfortunately sometimes these kind of polarized views that you can see being debated sometimes and we're always like you know let's look for for the good i mean yeah. it's not to say that we wouldn't rate badly certain things i mean i think we did the fantastic four movie there the um the the last one and that's been our worst review ever because we just yeah. couldn't get it um and i think even with gotham I think our th- the third episode ever, um, Balloon Man, and we were just like, uh oh, what have we done? done? Um, <laughs> you know, reviewing this. Um, I su- I su- and I, I suppose a bit to to Bob's point with um, with with Witcher, it was like I hadn't read the books, um, hadn't played the video game, so knew nothing. But I kind of like you know, fantasy, uh, mystical, all that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of that, but I've just, ne- I'd never sort of looked at it. So I had no idea. So I went into it totally cold myself, uh, really. But um, and I, yeah, it's it's not necessarily the best, but actually I came out of it enjoying it because like... You got to see Henry Cavill. Well, no, not just that. <laughs> I, I think it actually did get better. I think oh, I think it, it got better, and I I enjoyed it a lot. So, um, and that's the thing. Enjoy... There's space for everyone, and I think that's what we try and do on the podcast is kind of as much as we can, yeah. sort of represent the range of views to go. Well, actually, maybe not, or yeah, this was brilliant, or or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, I quite no like. Sets out to make a bad film. No, like no, yeah. like potentially trauma. The trauma films, Toxic <laughs> Avenger, they probably go out of their way to make it, but they at least write a good try what they consider a good story and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I, you're right. Like we, one that I know we're gonna enjoy, and fingers crossed it gets there. It's Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan. So their Amazon Studios are doing oh, yeah, that, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it's. They're, which I don't understand because they've got the Lord of the Rings and they've got the Wheel of Time now, two of the biggest fantasy cycles. Yeah, they've got the money, of course, but it's more based on the production timelines. They're going to be ready pretty much at the same time. Like, so you're going to go like, you depend, it's kind of like who goes first. Because if Lord of the Rings goes, that, that has the potential because it's not the Hobbit story, it's not the as far as I understand, it's not a retelling of the actual books. It's a uh, set in the universe of the Lord of the Rings and slightly different. So I'm like, oh, that's 
it has potential. But yeah. at least Wheel of Time is it's from the it's the it's Robert Jordan's yeah, big, that'll be big, good. his his family's involved. Uh Brandon Sanderson who finished the books for Robert Jordan's coming in. Yeah. Um and but so that was more where I was going in that I'm rambling at this point. But essentially uh the fantasy worlds that you kind of like you never really getting into which as you're saying in terms of like the witcher this will be the one that will probably because this was the the saga oh no trust trust me chris i'm into fantasy worlds um and by that i mean J.R.R. tolkien and george rr martin and others i like and the wheel of time and so on but i just hadn't i hadn't connected with with the oh, witcher okay. um like fantasy science fiction horror are like i really kind of like that i never would have so, guessed no, no I, I know no idea about that. who would have thought it hey but i i think um but it's it's interesting saying about the release because as well the other thing i mean it's it, after 500 episodes it's interesting what you kind of prefer because I remember when Marvel Netflix um with with the Defenders and they were all just dumped all at once and it was like at the time it was fantastic. And like weirdly from a podcast point of view what you find is that sometimes like with the Star Trek Picard kind of like with City of Angels that we've just done and um, and certainly with Gotham that episodic once a week and it it means like the connection um is sustained much longer um whereas with marvel netflix there would be a huge amount of people listening and then gradually there would be people who stay on people who go or, or whatever and, and new people coming on later on and so on and um, and it's it, it's an interesting kind of dynamic for for um i suppose just like things like feedback and and things like um going on the Twitter handle or, or the Facebook group because, um, yeah, with with mm-hmm. the episodic stuff, it, it's really it, – it helps with that, actually. Absolutely. And your pub quiz, John. And my pub quiz, of course, yeah. as well. That's the other thing. Yes. So so to answer your question, Claire, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to yes. be wait and see. Yes, um, yeah. And I just don't know quick... where they'll release it, release it, though. That's the thing. Like, you're yeah. in the UK. We're, we're, we're Ireland. There's no HBO Max. So no. that's the question. I, I have for anyone who is Europe-based, non-US-based, mm. we don't know about the distribution rights yet, which is the scary part. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Go on, Claire. Go on, you say um, Yeah, and just a quick... Um, because because you guys also have helped me over the years reading lots of different comic comic books from the DC and the Marvel side. Um, from each of you, what is your go to comic book that you would always you know read you know in your spare time? Is your absolute favorite? I, I can I can join in on this one since uh, since I've been uh, answering the uh, I've been adding up the uh, the points so far and I've almost got it finished. Um, one of my favorite comic book characters is Nick Fury, so I highly recommend Nick Fury versus Shield from the uh, from the eighties. It's a a really good espionage heavy uh, book from from Marvel. But I am a massive Walking Dead fan, uh, which people probably know about me. I'm a I'm a horror fan, so The Walking Dead came around, came along at a time in comic books when nobody was talking about zombie stuff at all, and then suddenly 
they they have they weathered the storm and came right to the end last year with a final issue um which closed out their storyline after everybody's sick of zombies and they've closed out their their comic book series in such a great way it's ended off as being a great bookend and a great story they've just actually released an issue this week which was kind of a uh, an issue to get comic book stores back uh, get people back into comic book stores because it's only available in in comic book stores but uh, i'm a massive fan of those of those two books particularly those are my uh, those are my go-to's mm. i'll jump in quickly um neil gaiman's the eternals uh which was the uh basically what we're assuming the film will be about um close to uh, it was a, the reintroduction of them i've always loved that chariot of the gods robert van daniken kind of crazy ancient alien stories and it's just it's fun it's it, it's kind of based on a lot of what like indiana jones was so neil gaiman did that when he rebooted them which was great um the ultimate run the whole universe from start to finish was always great retelling of the Marvel universe with a lot more standards now. Um, uh, calling out the whole Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, incest craziness and calling it out in that, um, which was always fun. And if you want a complete left of field, uh, Robert Kirkman, the invincible or just invincible. Um, that's one. Um, that I, and uh, actually, no, I do you know what I also read? I read Kingdom Come again recently because it's a nice self contained story, uh, with all the Batman and Captain America and Shazam. I'm doing a John on it, right? I'm fine. I know, I know. Also, um, <laughs> Kingdom Fantastic. Come, yes. No, that was amazing. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I read, I re- why did I read? Well, yeah, I know why I reread it recently. Because we weren't going outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically why I've been rereading everything. Uh, John? <laughs> yeah, my uh, two are, you will not be shocked to hear, are Doctor Strange uh, ones, two Doctor Strange comics, but two actually um, that were probably before I got into it. One actually still has the price on it, which I got for £2.50. So this is how long ago this was. Um, except I suspect it's slightly more now after having looked at this because it, it did get some more damage. But it is um, Into Shambhala, but, uh, Doctor Strange. So it's that one. And this, it's not just because of the story, but it has some fantastic... I love the I love the artwork of, of these. So, you, you know... Say, you, the cover is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, the artwork's just really very pretty. Yeah. Um, and that's by Damasus and Dan ah, Green. The pleasure and, of a Zoom call rather than a podcast. Yeah, all the audio visual. And then the, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I just thought, I, oh, I can, I can actually grab it. Um, and the other one is a Doctor Strange one, but it also includes another Marvel Doctor, which is Doctor Doom. Uh, I love when these two pair together. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, and oh, I'm sticking. I'm so hot and sweaty. I'm mm. sticking to the things. And um, which is Triumph and Torment. This one. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic! I that. Fantastic. Yeah, um, which involves Mephisto, uh, the devil himself. Um, but uh, it's it's a great. There's a few um, recent comics as well that have Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom teaming up. I suppose for want of a, not really teaming mm-hmm. up, they but think. Oh. But it, they're they're just they do make a really good uh, combo. And my third one, which I haven't picked off the shelf, <laughs> even though even though I haven't picked it off the shelf, which Every I need time. to. So 
No, we don't. I was just going to say I was going to put my producer's foot down because we've taken up a lot of time of our know, awesome really uh, listeners. Uh, we will be closing out the episode and uh, and saying goodbye. Um, we are well over uh, what we thought we were going to be, but it's been so much fun celebrating our 500th episode with all of you guys. Uh, this is what I get every time I ever close out an episode. Just for those of you watching on Zoom, uh, every time I try and close out an episode, what I get is... One guy at the other end of the room going, I've got one more thing to say. And then the other guy on Skype, as we normally recall, uh, record, waving at me going, we need to we need to do one more thing before we go. The one we more thing that we really do need to do, to do is that we have to give the results for our uh, our pub quiz. Um, show us exactly where everybody is. And we have some voicemail feedback as well. But John <laughs> is going to show his final comic book that he loves. I do. Um, and it was, int- uh, it was Derek that introduced me to it. Mm-hmm. It's actually written by Neil Gaiman. Um, but it is a Marvel one, and that is Marvel 1602. Oh, yes. Which, if you're interested, it basically puts the Marvel universe into Victorian England. It's stunning. It's really, yeah. it's really good. Uh, Victorian England, the Spanish Inquisition, and um, the uh, founding of, I suppose, North America at that time through Columbus, um, and uh, with yeah. So it, it's just really. It's a fantastic kind of spin on uh, on the Marvel characters in a really interesting his- time in history, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, so recommend that. Right. There you go. I'm done. Finished. There you go. So do we want to give the results or do you want to get into the feedback? Oh, yes. Let us give you the results of the... Uh, Drum roll. ...of the pub quiz. Um, which, which order do you want to do it, John? You can... You can... Call these out. It is your pub quiz. It's the top three, mm-hmm. is what we'll that's do. A, a good yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> in third place, uh, with a final score of 18, it is Stuart. Well done, Stuart. Well done. Well done, Stuart. In second place, on a score of 19, is. Mr. Bob Phillips, or Dr. Bob Phillips, I should say. And leading the charge, um, it is on a score of 20. So that's how close it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, A score of 20 is Claire. Well done, Claire. Well done, Claire. Thank you. I'm very surprised because I mucked up the first round. (laughs) (laughs) You 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 did very well actually uh, after that though. So uh, so everybody else went up and down in rounds. um, So but you were quite consistent in your second two rounds, which which did help you. Um, We actually have your prize, which I will go and get, and you may also get a visit from our podcast, uh, who is outside. Charlie uh, is outside, Uh, so you may get a visit from him while we're uh, while I'm going to get your prize. Um, But John, do you want to uh, play? A voicemail while I go and while I run and do that would that be? She's also to Charlie. To Charlie, exactly. Yes. So first off, we do have um, from Ronaldo from Into the Night uh, from Australia. He has this to say. G'day, Derek, John, and Chris. This is Ray from Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast, and also Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I just wanted to really just drop in a line. I just want... I can't... Words cannot describe 500 episodes. Holy dooly. <laughs> Very happy for you guys. Um, it's It's been a massive journey, a massively enjoyable journey, listening to you guys um, 
rack up 500. Uh, you know, I, I jumped on board during the, the Defenders podcast and I've been listening um, quite diligently ever since then. Um, so I haven't been partaking in any of the, the Gotham episodes, but um, oh, man, I'm, I'm sure they're just as brilliant as uh, the episodes that you guys have covered for the Marvel movies, uh, as well as Defenders um, and the Netflix series. So uh, just uh, I wanted to just thank you all for for providing such such enjoyment for um, a podcast listener such as myself uh, and many others. I'm I'm absolutely sure. And um, please keep keep it going. Uh, you guys are going as strong as ever, uh, and and bringing in insightful um, analyses and discussions of. Uh, episodes and and I love how you discuss it. You don't review the episodes, um, which which just gives it lends itself a bit more of an informal um, and an enjoyable take without any pressures of having to critique it or mark it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, d- I just love what you guys are doing. A, a big congratulations on 500 uh, to you, Derek, John, and, and Chris. Uh, may you do many many more. And um, my gosh, you do got five hundred. It's not that long before you're you're up there with a the bag of sand. So uh, <laughs> all the best, and I'll be listening. Catch up. Thanks so much, uh, Ray, for that. Um, and of course, uh, Ray also hosts uh, a podcast. So it's, it's really nice to get uh, him uh, and and his his feedback and, and his just his general impressions of the five hundred episodes i do i do um think that uh we we did take a while to kind of get into the swing of things so i think if you listen back to some of our earlier stuff it may be not as polished as we try to do it now uh but hey sure nothing to do with us it was to do with Derek, our producer it it was a work of art shall we say in the making and we've we've learned over the time uh as as we've done it so um yeah thanks so much ronaldo um shall i go on to steve let's take steve and um, we'll take yes. yeah hello tv podcast industries congratulations on your 500th episode wow that's amazing uh we're coming close to 100 episodes on uh, the podcast that i'm on but 500 i just can't can't even believe it but that's uh, incredible uh the, over the last year or so i'm not sure how long I've been uh, sending you guys voicemails, but I've heard your voices uh, many, many times and enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I love sending in feedback. I love hearing you guys talk about it, and uh, it just—it's just exciting to know podcasters out there that that made it this long. Uh, I don't know how many years that is. Five hundred episodes. Uh, it's it's got to be a lot. Uh, I don't. Have, I've not listened to all your shows, but man, all the ones I've listened to, I've loved and I've enjoyed, and I can't wait uh, for five hundred more. And uh, I hope I keep uh, able to stay with you on the shows that you're doing and keep providing my feedback. And uh, and yeah, just uh, again, congratulations. Thanks so much, Steve. Yeah, I think we've celebrated our hundredth episode. We celebrated our two hundredth episode, and then we haven't celebrated since the two hundredth episode. So we were kind of shocked when it came that we hit uh, five hundred episodes. But awesome work! Yeah, and five hundred episodes equates to six years, which is it does. crazy. Excellent. I was in my thirties then. 
what a life. I'm 42 at the moment. You wouldn't believe it, would you? But I'm 42. Um, and uh, yeah, I was in my 30s. Mad. Anyway. There thanks. we go. Uh, thanks so much for the feedback. Uh, Franca also uh, put some feedback in our chat. Says, congratulations, guys, on 500 episodes. I enjoyed the few that I've listened to. There's several times when I laughed out loud and learned something new about the show. I'm looking forward to more podcasts from TV podcast industries. Uh, Claire also says she started watching PD City of Angels this evening because it's now available in the UK on Sky Atlantic. So uh, hopefully you get a bit of fun out of uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels, Claire, as yeah. well. Thank you, Franca, for for those. Hope you uh, hope we get you to laugh out loud as well some more. Yes, um, we we I think we do try to be quite humorous yeah. as well. We try, we try <laughs> quite often where we, we can. Sometimes the TV show doesn't allow us to go there. It's yeah. I know with Penny Dreadful, at. it's sometimes a little difficult mm. to get humorous but then with but you can as well for sure. Very true. I have got uh, Claire's prize uh, for the for winning the. Uh, Pope quiz. Uh, Claire, your prize is this item right here, which is from Gotham. Uh, it is a piece of the original set of the GCPD uh, sent to us from Fox, which hopefully will find a prize possession, a prize place for you in your home. Claire, I'm taking it out of the box. Uh, but there you go. That's for you. Okay, that is on its way out to you. We will uh, confirm your address because I can't remember whether you've moved since the last time you won a prize on TV Podcast Industries, which was many years ago now. So uh, we will get a, your address from you and send that out to you. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us for our 500th podcast. Before we close out, we obviously have a little bit of champagne to uh, to say thank you. Oh, God, this is going to go I'm going to do this. This is going to go really bad, isn't it? Um, the, uh, no, okay, this is where all the equipment dies. Yeah, and we, This is, this is our 500th <laughs> and last podcast as it's like water damage. Oh, you see, I've got the skill. I've got the skill. Not, Not sure. just a producer, sure. also a, uh, <laughs> a pourer of champagne. Uh, Chris, do you want to close us out? Sure. Uh, I was not prepared for that. Uh, sure. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you for following us, talking to us, interacting with us. Uh, if you have not, uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, TV Pod. Nope, that is wrong. TV Pod Industries. There we go. Uh, that's I think wrong too. Uh, you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries where you can talk to us. You can talk to other industrialists, uh, budding industrialists. That's sounds slightly better uh you can uh follow us on every podcast catcher be it good or <laughs> evil we're over on spotify we're on google play podcast you name it there just look for tv podcast industries if you want to help us keep the lights on because you're great people you love us uh well first of all you can go talk to your granny uh you can tell her about this podcast you can tell her how amazing you can share the podcast because sharing the podcast is sharing the love but why not go a step further go over to patreon.com slash tv podcast industries and throw us a book it is hard times we fully understand that if you don't have a book we get it just having you listen to us interacting with us sending us your feedback is all we can ask for it's more than we can ask for and we thank you so much for doing it we will be wrapping up penny dreadful city of angels next time in the next episode but because we have a little bit of a longer break before the boys season two comes out we're going to do another comic book show we're going to do an umbrella academy season one recap episode and then we're gonna basically review season two yes 
those of you who might know, I am a fan of Jared Way. I'm a fan of the stuff. Um, I'm a fan of his music, but more importantly, I'm a fan of his comic book because he wrote Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some great actors and actresses and directors and writers on yeah. the TV show. Uh, season one was really good, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. you'll have to, if you want to hear more of my opinion, you've got to wait for our season one recap. But we will be getting there with the season two when it comes out on July 31st on Netflix. Right, it is Somewhere a day one that. drop. That's right. That's right. We will, yeah. uh, we will get back to that. Unfortunately, we couldn't fit Umbrella Academy into our last year's coverage because we filled it up with so much other great TV. There's so much great TV out there. We can't cover everything. Uh, but. I'm glad that we're going to be able to get to do Umbrella Academy uh, next time. Thanks so much for joining us for the 500th, I was going to say 200 there, 500th <laughs> episode of TV Podcast Industries. I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. So Thank you so much, Stuart, Claire, Franca and Cassie for joining us. And of course, Richard and Bob, who've had to leave early. It's been uh, a pleasure, I suppose, well... Speaking speaking yeah. with you and sharing this, I think this is the first time we've done it, so it's yeah. been really nice to have you guys on board, as well as uh, to all the other fellow Gothamites, Defenders, Fanables, Detectives, Boys and Girls, Watchers, Acolytes, Trekkies, and the Penny Faithful who have been listening to our shows over the years. Uh, remember, it's keep watching, keep listening, and importantly, keep quizzing, I think, after... Thanks so much for for joining us. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Cheers, guys. Bye, guys. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Take care. Hello and welcome to the Gotham TV podcast, an unofficial podcast about the TV show Gotham, Queen Fox TV show, uh, based on the DC comic book characters in that universe. Uh, I'm Derek, one of your hosts for the show. Hello, everyone, and I'm your other host, John. I want to welcome you to the podcast and hope that you will enjoy these up-and-coming episodes and discussions as much as hopefully uh, we will also enjoy them. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the Defenders TV podcast, the podcast about the Marvel Netflix shows Daredevil, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, all leading to the miniseries Defenders. Morning, sunshines. This is Defenders TV podcast looking at Daredevil. Ciao. Welcome back, Fanables. This is Hannibal on TV Podcast Industries. This is Defenders TV Podcast discussing Jessica Jones. This is Defenders TV Podcast where we're talking about Iron Fist. This is Defenders TV Podcast about Luke Cage. Where we are talking about The Punisher. Looking at Agent Carter. We're back in the DC Batverse with Pennyworth on TV Podcast Industries. Welcome back to TV Podcast Industries where we are talking about The Boys. Good Omens, episode one, in the beginning. Welcome back, fellow watchers. This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're watching The Watchmen. This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about Star Trek Picard. Welcome to 2020, fellow witchers. This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're watching The Witchers. This is The Dreadful Podcast, the 499th episode of TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, finale of season one, Day of the Dead. I'm one of your hosts, Irene. I am one of your hosts, Chris. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hi there, fellow watchers. I'm Sample2346, <laughs> otherwise known as John. Excellent. With a H. With an H. <laughs> With a H. Uh, I am one of your hosts, of course, John. Uh, not created from a sample. No. <laughs>